to the Vault Studios NFL Podcast, an Australian twist on all things NFL. The boys are cracking into a nice cold beer from Burnley Brewing. Let's join them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the NFL Podcast, fresh off a week off and your first of the 20... Oh, well, the new season hasn't technically started yet, so it's hard to say that, but your first since the Super Bowl, um, joined by the great man, the just proudly, proudly wearing his Tampa Bay Buccaneers gear. We missed him after the Super Bowl. Richie, welcome, mate, and congratulations. A long-time Tampa Bay fan. How are you feeling? Mate, this is why I lifted all those weights in the preseason for exactly this reason. <laughs> that's, that is, that's excellent. Um, did you just want to thank God before we moved on? Uh, no, I definitely would thank my wife uh, for all the support she gave me this yeah, year. It's, it's been really huge. Get me through it. it. It's been incredible. <laughs> in all seriousness, though, it um, it was a lot of fun. It was great. I've been lucky enough to be a Bucks fan for both Super Bowls. And there's plenty of teams who, who, who've never had it. So yeah. um, to, to be lucky enough to see two, and I think most people listening to this show would know I'm a Richmond fan as well. And, you know, I went a bloody long time without one there. And then I trust me, you do not take championships for granted. Um, it can be a long, long time between drinks. So, I loved it. It was, as you know, I watched it at home. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, I'd moved houses before it, hence why I haven't been on the podcast because this house has been a shambles. Um, but I moved house right before it. Um, watched it at home. Um, really was able to watch the game. So really knew exactly what was going on. Unlike, you know what it's like, you and me. We watch Super Bowls at the pub and you're pissed and you're watching your bets and you're trying to get some food and you're not really watching it. I I really was glad I had the opportunity to sit there and watch the game. Um, watching it a second time, I didn't need to be as nervous as I was the first time I was watching it live. But um, It is the I Chiefs, though. We've seen the Chiefs do some miraculous things very quickly. And that was my biggest concern. And it wasn't really till afterwards where you started hearing stats like Mahomes ran 197 yards behind the line of scrimmage. 497. 497. It's just insane. Crazy stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the defense was so good. The, the defensive scheme that was drawn up for them, clearly they'd learned a lot from when they played them last time. But the scheme that was drawn up and then that, that that defense turned up. They are big game players, every single one of them. And quite a few of them are out for free agency, which we'll talk about later. But um, I thought, just thought they were outstanding. The secondary had got healthy. Um, which they weren't for the championship game. So, you know, the, the offense just had to do enough, which is what they did. They yep. played mistake-free football. Um, the D were exceptional. Um, I heard these, I don't know if you've seen it. It was like just idiotic reports saying, oh, there's the blueprint for taking care of Mahomes. That's laughable. Like not, not many other teams have got the personnel to do what the Buccaneers did in that game. No. And what uh, the way they, the, the, there's the recipe what put insane pressure on a quarterback spoiler alert it's pretty much the recipe to beat any quarterback Everyone. on any team anywhere in the world no matter what level you're playing at pressure the quarterback yeah. pressure and stopping pressure are the two biggest culminations of winning and losing in in, in football so yeah exactly. great hot and take 
I, I sent you a video on on a guy on YouTube. And I wish I could remember his name. So I'd plug him. He's really Coleman. Good. Brett, Brett, Brett Coleman. That's him. Yeah. So go look him up on, on YouTube. He's, he's outstanding. And yeah. the work he does on scouting draft picks is so good. So he's really good in the offseason. Um, but he basically broke down what the Buccaneers did. And, and the defense they ran, and they got away with it all day. Mm-hmm. They barely had to blitz. Um, White and David were just all over the field. Well, we um, talked about how important Levante David was going to be if he pl- playing against and, Kelsey. Yeah, like, like Kelsey made catches, but that's because Kelsey's one of the finest tight ends in the league. Yeah, um, if not the best right now, but he was always there to make the tackle. He never had any huge plays. He actually dropped quite a few that weren't like him. But mm-hmm. um, they, I think they. I, I put this down, and you know, I, I put this down purely to. You can analyze anything you want and you can sit there and go, oh, you know, but oh, they've got, you know, Tom Brady's old and Mahomes is young. He, he can throw it off any platform and he can do this and he can do that. And, you know, oh, you know, how are they going to stop Tyreek Hill getting over the top and then Kelsey burning them underneath and all You can analyze anything how you want and you can overanalyze and we're, we're prone to doing it. We have a podcast on the sport for God's sake. So we certainly analyze things, but... Sometimes, and I think unless you've played football, and that's at any any form, it can be at the lowest or the highest level. You, there's football players, and sometimes when you go on a field, the other team just on the day has more football players than you, and you watch that game back. The Buccaneers just had guys who played football better on the day. It's as simple as that. And there's no stat that I can go. This is why they covered. You know, they played a lot of cover too. They played a lot of too high. Yeah, but. There was holes open, but every time the pass mm. off, you've got Winfield drilling someone as he catches it. Just just consistent pressure. If they missed a tackle, there was five guys straight after him making the tackle on him. The effort, the football, you know, on offense, you've got Brady who, you know, he shouldn't even be playing football anymore from what <laughs> history tells us. But he doesn't look close to being done. Gronk, again, everyone's going, Gronk's done, Gronk's done. He's done nothing all year. I said in our betting show, I, said, I guarantee you Gronk scores a touchdown. I, any money you want, no matter what the scoreline is, Gronk gets a touchdown. He gets two, one being the first of the game, the momentum. What do you reckon the Bucks, all those Bucks players, those young guys, when they see in that first quarter Brady, who never scores points in a Super Bowl in the first quarter, never always only got nine points in it, no one cares. He, you reckon Brady yeah. cares? And he hits Gronk. What do you reckon all those young guys are sitting on the sideline doing like like Devin go. White going, oh go. boy, like this well, is real. Then, like this feeling's real. We can win this. Talking about Gronk, he's the same age as Kelsey. Yeah. He's, he's so broken though. Old. He's so broken. He, he, just had, he just had more injuries. Yeah. But he had a full year off. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he's a free agent because we signed him to a one-year deal. But he's coming Sorry, back. he had one year deal left on yeah. the contract that got traded. He's coming back. There's no way he plays without Brady. If Brady's sure. back, he's back. They're, they're a package deal. I, I, it was great. It was it was awesome. I think the game was, if you don't love football, like I, I loved that game. I know the score could have been closer, but watching a team that really on paper shouldn't have been able to do what they did through the whole playoffs, just like they beat Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers on the road in the playoffs, and then they go and beat Patrick Mahomes. Like, don't leave out Heineke. Yeah. Heineke. Next, <laughs> next big thing. Hey, uh, do, you know who threw, do you know who threw for the most passing five. yards against the Bucks in the playoffs? Yeah, it was him. It was Heineke. <laughs> so, uh, look, he got off the chain in the second half. Sneaky yeah. little bastard. Uh, before we move on, I want to thank our beautiful friends at 
Oh, no, where's it? There it is. Oh, 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 Burnley Brewing. Thank you very much. Our beautiful friends there. Love your work. Um, picking up some beers in the next couple of weeks. Also, our Patreon. We gave away the Christian McCaffrey mini helmet. Our great man, the big horse. horse. The big horse won it. Uh, if anyone doesn't know Horsey, he runs a company called We Are Four. He does all the graphic designs for us. All the... Everything. Everything you can see that's graphic design or logo or video, anything... It's all we are for, and he never takes a cent. He's the most giving guy I've ever met. So I was really glad I could give a little bit back to him. And I, I was sorry to all the other guys in the Patreon. I was a little bit chuffed that that, that horse was able to get it. It was it was big, and it's, it's a great little mini helmet. Next month we have a Chase Winovich Michigan Wolverines Chrome helmet. It's actually really cool. It's in the bloody drawer over there. I should have grabbed it out. I'll grab it out for the end. But yeah, really cool lid. Um, and also, there's a second prize now, a box of Burnley Brewings and one of these fantastic stubby holders. So um, get in there. There's about, I think there's about 13 Patreons. Thank you to all our Patreons. But get in there, sign up for $10 a month. You got a one in, you know, a, a chance at two prizes, one being a signed mini helmet and there will be some jerseys coming. And um, the other being a you know a box of really really good beer and a and a stubby holder so um, yeah thanks to all our sponsors and thanks to ASM all sports memorabilia on Facebook they were the guys that provided these helmets for us um, they're a great Facebook group I'll put their link in the description so go in and give them a follow thanks to the boys there let's move on unfortunately we're going to start with a bit of sad news um, this one came as a bit of a shock Vincent Jackson who you know we were just talking before the show Richie we kind of forgot how good a player Vincent Jackson was. Um, you know, and the one thing that really shone out for him was a career 16.8 yards per catch. Just to put things in perspective, that would have made him fourth in the league this year for catches. That was his entire career. So an exceptional wide receiver. He was found dead at the age of 38. Um, I don't know if it's come out yet. And to be honest, I don't I don't look into this stuff too deeply because it's not that fun. But it, he was found in a hotel room away from his family. He got put as a missing person about... Um, about three days before the police found him, he seemed fine in the hotel. He just said he was having a bit of time to himself and then um, found him a couple of days later, passed away. Everyone's saying it's a CTE-related thing. It's it's hard to know that. We don't know anything about it. I'm certainly not a doctor um, and I'm certainly not Will Smith, so I can't comment on you know what happened. All I know is that Vincent Jackson's dead and he's dead way too early. It's, it's really sad. Whether it was just... Just, just suicide or it was something to do with CTE. Um, it goes without saying, if you are having those sorts of difficulties, reach out to people. Don't dwell on it on your own. No one's alone with that sort of stuff. Anyone listens to this show that doesn't have anyone to go to, come to me. I'll always answer my phone for that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, just just wanted to make that clear. But real, real sad news. And a, a guy we should celebrate is a terrific football player, truly terrific football player. For a guy who came out of you know a, a Division two program, um, Northern Colorado, uh, was not recruited out of high school very much, um, built himself an outstanding career. He, his first couple of years in, in the league were really quite quiet at San Diego. Um, but then he, he got rolling in his third year with San Diego, started posting some numbers, and then he's um, he basically had three thousand yard seasons all but back-to-back he had an injury play during the middle and he really left over a contract dispute because they didn't want to pay him like a number one receiver but he was sure as hell playing like one um so he walked came to tampa my team so i got to see him and he posted three thousand yard seasons straight out of the gate and his production really didn't start to go down until mike evans was drafted and became the number one option that's 
it was really a handover of 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 sorts um but it, it's a real shame i mean he had 50 plus touchdowns 9000 plus yards as a receiver by all accounts was an outstanding human mm-hmm. he was the nominate uh he was tampa bay's walter payton man of the year nominee every single year he was at tampa bay and he won the league um walter payton man of the year once so this is a guy who clearly gave to his community i think his show was called um jackson gives back or, or something similar like that um by all accounts, a great teammate, a great person, a great family man who clearly was struggling with some sort of depression. Um, and as you said, extremely sad and taken far, far too early. I mean, it's funny. If you put his stats up against some of the Hall of Fame wide receivers now, it's laughable. Yeah. But but he won't be a Hall of Famer. Um, so I'm really glad that he does have an award like um, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award because that is etched and that will be in, um, you know, those are records that are kept and, and they're in Canton plus other places like that. So I hope and I pray he won't be forgotten um, because he's not coming to reunion years or anything like that yeah. anymore. So um, it's extremely sad. I hate these stories. Is there, as you mentioned earlier, connection to CTT, who, who knows? It's a disease that we do not understand. I mean, there was a lot of news about Danny Frawley in the news recently. Yeah. And all that stuff's just sad. And as you rightly point out, you should never, ever be embarrassed. I mean, you and I have spoken very frankly in yeah. our friendship over the years. Mm. And when you're having a tough time, and often you just need to hang out or yeah. talk or whatever it is, and things don't feel so bad. Yeah. Um, and if it is much worse, that there are places you can go. So many employees have... Um, EPA programs and things like that. I don't know my company does. Yep. Use them. Look after yourself like you, and and talk talk and to people. He had a young family. Every I, I can't imagine um, what his family's going through or what he went through yeah. to get to a point where he thought this is what I want to do. So yeah, that, I think that's um, the hardest thing for sad. me to understand is you know we've both got young families. Rich, what point? Because everyone has, like, I've had bad days, I've had bad months, I've had bad weeks, I've had bad years. Everyone everyone has moments where they feel crap um, and it's totally normal. And I think that what point do you have to get to where you're like, I don't want to be a part, I don't want to be around my, like, I'm better off not being around my family anymore. That that scares me what, what low you would have to feel. Because for me, my family pick me up when I feel like that. I get home to my two daughters and, you know, they, they light up my world. That's That's what family is for me. What point do you get to that where you're that low that you get home and you're like, my kids are like, I'm not good enough to be around these kids. Like, I, I should remove myself. That 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 scares me. And it's something I'll never understand. But all we can say is, and we won't dwell on it, just if you need, we're always here. Someone will always be there for you. I absolutely guarantee you. So if there's one person listening that's having this trouble, reach out. There is no shame in it. It is a genuine, it's an illness. If you had a cold, you go to the doctor, you know? Just look up. It's a part of looking after yourself and, and seeking help. So don't ever be ashamed of that. Um, let's move on. The, the the big shock news coming out of Houston, which everyone kind of saw coming. Yeah, JJ Watt uh, released a video, and he's kind of a class. He's like half a class act, JJ Watt, and then half loves the sound of his own voice. So I, <laughs> I I'm I'm all about him. I love it. He's kind of that entered. He he's just kind of that guy that you know what I, I want to do this the right way, but also this is a great chance for people to hear me talk talk again. You know, he released a video saying that he sat down with the McNair family and 
they mutually agreed that it was in the best interest that they, you know, they they part ways. Um, this is great news for JJ Watt. I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry Texans fans, but this is the best thing JJ Watt. He becomes a genuine free agent for the first time in his life. Teams are swooming over him. He's got a couple of good years left in him. Now, is it Defensive Player of the Year years? Who knows? Everyone thought DeMarcus Ware was done, then he went and won a Super Bowl with Denver and had two 15-sack seasons with Von Miller on the other side. You know? Um, the big big rumors are, the big landing spots are, obviously, the Steelers, his two brothers play there. That's one that's been floated. Cleveland's been strongly floated to go opposite Miles Garrett. Um, the Tennessee, Tennessee Titans to go with Mike Vrabel, who's his former defensive coordinator, plus a bit of an FU back to Houston, getting to play against Houston. I think he enjoyed – Joe what's that sort of guy. He'd enjoy that drama. And then, of course, the Packers because he's a Wisconsin boy, but we all know the Packers don't sign anyone talented, so I doubt he'll go there. Um, <laughs> no, actually, they've changed their tune in the last couple of years. They did sign the – they signed the Smith brothers, so that aren't brothers, but, you know, the Smith boys. But I wasn't shocked by this. I think it's a great move. The Texans are an absolute clusterfuck at the moment. They are a sinking ship. Everyone wants off it. Deshaun Watson is desperate to get off. The only problem is he's an idiot that signed a five-year contract that can't get out of it now. Um, but no one likes their hires. No one likes, is it Weatherby, the, um, the the general manager? They just think the place is a shithole and everyone wants out. And they're in real trouble. But as to JJ Watt, this is huge. This is great. It's great for him. Great, great for the league. Yeah, it's a shame it didn't. I mean, I guess it never would have happened if if he was earlier because we tend not to see players of his caliber hit the open market until they reach sort of this point. It's of like compare it to Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald and JJ Watt are the two. The only two guys to win three Defensive Player of the Year awards. So, um, actually, I think maybe Lawrence Taylor did as well. Either way, they're the only two recent guys. Aaron Donald's not going anywhere until he wants to go somewhere. Yeah. <sighs> And as you said, all that being said, I still think he's probably the what, I don't know, twentieth best player in the free agent class this year. Well, the thing is, he's Roughly. people will go, oh, he's not even a top ten defensive end anymore. Like maybe not, but there's thirty two teams. Yeah, and so there's sixty four defensive ends you need to start. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, he'd be. I haven't gone through, but if I went through the teams, I could put him as the number one defensive lineman on half the league. Yeah, and comfortably. If he's, if he's smart, he'll go somewhere where there is a top ten guy. Mm-hmm. Miles, I'd love to see him play with his brother. Oh. Well, that's all the talk. So there's a, a, I mean, we could save a free agency, but why not? No, let's do it. There's a lot of talk. He's looking at a two-year type deal, yep. twenty-five million a year, front, kind of front-loaded. Year one guaranteed, yep. year two not. That yep. that would be my thought. That'll be what people do. Yeah. Um. But imagine him going opposite TJ Watt. Like TJ Watt's been unlucky two years in a row to not be the defensive player of the year. It's just unfortunate that Aaron Donald is really, really good. <laughs> like, if anyone wants to have an argument with me why Aaron Donald does, shouldn't win defensive player of the year awards, it's it'll be a real short one. But feel free to give me a call. I'm, I'll happily have it. It'll be quick because I, I love TJ Watt, but Aaron Donald is freaking outstanding but if you put JJ Watt opposite him plus you've got Cam Haywood um Bud Dupree like that's just adding strength to strength you know we're talking you know a bit later about Big Ben and his potential exodus of that club um that'd be great the Packers I don't I don't love him at the Packers I think he's just a, a guy there I don't think that, that doesn't that doesn't excite me Cleveland should excite me but it doesn't I feel like it's a bit too of a old Cleveland move I think you've got a good nucleus there why mix it? I know he's a good player. 
Um, it's a vanity pick for them. Yeah. They don't, don't need know. it, but if it works, think what it would create. Yeah, that's, that's true. It, it, and, that's if, and if it doesn't work, they're kind of no worse off, really. Um, yeah, because you're only committed to him for a year. Yeah, and they, they don't have to pay Baker yet. So the, any team with a quarterback situation like that, um, you know, the, the, the Titans one is the most fun, I think. Imagine him lining up against the Texans two year, two two times a season, um, and you know he's going to be talking crap to all their offensive linemen because he's probably been doing it in training for the past decade. Um, either way, I think seeing JJ Watt play in a new team, it's like when Tom Brady left, and you know when it when it happened, we obviously didn't didn't know he was going to win a Super Bowl, but I can remember just thinking, I don't know if this is going to be good or not, but the fact that Tom Brady's playing for another team is fun like this is going to be it might who knows how good he's going to be but it's going to be fun it's something to talk about and watch and JJ Watt tweeted you know the other day free agency is wild it's like yeah we get it JJ everyone wants you this is your dream (laughs) he's called yeah he'll be sitting at home just he'll be like hey hey agent I'll take all the team calls if he goes to to Tennessee does Clowney get re-signed well, that's the other one. It's, it said it just opens up. Imagine if Rabel's like, fuck it, let's run it back. Clowny, yeah, I've got man. JJ. Give me a discount. Let's do it. You had your best years with him. We'll line you up with him. We'll get Landry on the other edge. Let's go. Like, that's it, fun. It's, a, it's an interesting um, free agent class, to say the least. I'm actually, you know what? Let's just steamroll through the news so we can get to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, next one. Oh, big Benjamin, uh, flashy McFlasherson, Roethlisberger. Speculation is coming from the Pittsburgh Steelers that they don't want him back. Um, he said to them, "I'll basically play. I'll I'll play for anything. I don't care. You can pay me minimum." He's saying on his current contract, they have to pay him nineteen million next year, whether they cut him or not. That's what his hit's going to be, unless he retires. Um, the rumors are that basically they'll cut his. He'll agree to cut his salary to that nineteen million, which is the lowest they can actually do it without paying it anyway. So they'll do that. Um, my thing with the Pittsburgh Steelers are they don't have a good enough draft pick to get you know great quarterback capital in that you know that top ten or anything like that. Um, Mason Rudolph we've seen isn't the answer at, at backup. I, we know that. Other than other than getting hit in the helmet in the face with a helmet by Miles Garrett, he's never done anything really exciting if it wasn't for that no one would know who he was simple as that um i think they have to roll with big ben another year they probably need to do like a you know second third round quarterback sort of thing hope for like a dak prescott situation where or russell wilson where he just comes in and just beats him out and is way better um but i think they've got to roll with ben for another year they're going to be a strong defense they've got good good receiving group um they need to fix up the running back position and maybe get that o-line a bit tighter but We've seen. I know that Cleveland game was dreadful for Big Ben in the playoffs, but he did also then go and break the record for passing yards in a game and threw four touchdowns. So you take out that first quarter, he has one of the best games in the history of playoffs. So you know, I don't think it's unless you've got a better a better option, you can't move on. He's under contract. You're paying him anyway. I think he'll play at the 19 million mark. Well, that's the thing. I think. Um... You know, if they do cut in, the cap hit is 22. The hardest thing about restructuring, though, is you can't um, you can't restructure for less money. The money has to stay in the contract. So they're going to have to extend him. That's what his and, idea is. They'll extend it and he'll retire. 
spread the, and spread the dead money. Well, yeah. you, even if they retire, you still have to take the cap hit that, because that used to be an old trick. Mm. You'd extend a contract for 10 years, spread maybe, say, 10 million over that 10. It's one every time, retire, and then the rest didn't count. Like there was some really weird rules which they've cleaned up. Yeah. So you can't play those games anymore. But you can so, spread it out over the next six years instead of paying it all in one. That's the idea. Exactly. So and you can cap hit for next year, as you yeah. said, is is around the nineteen twenty mark, regardless. Yep. So there's nothing they can do about it, unless you almost may as well bring him back. No. I, if I was them, go draft. It's a pretty good rookie quarterback class this year. Well, who's go the guy out of North of Dakota, out of the Bisons, where Carson Wentz is from? Is it Lance? Lance something? Um, yeah. Hang on, I'll have it. Hang on. It. Other way that there's there's some great you know, second, third round talent quarterbacks. And we've seen in the past, you can you can get guys in the second and third round that can be very... Yeah, Trey Lance. Trey Lance, Trey Lance yeah. You, you can get guys in the second and third round that can be quite serviceable, if not really good. So there's no reason to think they have to trade up. They might also try and package up and, and move up. Who knows? I don't think they have a lot of capital to offer, but they might try and do that. Um, the problem with that issue is I think there'll be a lot of teams looking to do it. There is a lot of talk about five quarterbacks being taken this year. Yep. And... We all know that... There's a lot of top 10 teams that don't want quarterbacks. And, but even if you're kind, 50% of first-round quarterbacks fail. Yep. Just flat out. Just fail. So, it, and they're going to take five potentially in the first round. Normally, you're talking about two or three and half of them still fail. They're going to take five. Well, two and a half time, of these guys aren't going to make it. Thinking like, like so it's a there was risk. four, you had... Baker, Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Lamar Jackson one year. And mm-hmm. you look at that, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, like one's got an MVP. Um, Josh Allen was in, in that area last year. And Baker is on the verge of either being really good or, I don't know, average for a long time. I think either way, he's you could. it's hard to argue he hasn't worked out. If you told Cleveland this is what you're going to get, I think they probably still do it. They might not do it over Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, but they still he still goes in the first round. Um, Sam yeah. Darnold, we're yet to see, and Josh Rosen is currently not on an NFL team. So, Exactly. Yeah. And, and even if you look at, um, well, let's say the Winston year, because it's, it's my team, it's easy for me to talk about. Yep. If you look at him and... Um, Mariota. Um, Mariota from the Ducks. You could arguably say both failed. You could comfortable. Well, are they? We're five years removed. Are either of them starting quarterbacks? Nope. I, that that's a fail for me. So this is what we're talking about, and and we're being pretty kind. And fifty percent still fail. And that's if you're being that's counting them as being okay. Yeah. You know, if you really want to be mean about it, you could say both of them were failures. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't get out of their five year contract. So even if you go on that. Mark alone, probably even more fail. Yeah. So trading up for rookies and the it's so risky. It's so risky. Because you've got to get so much. Cap- well, again, I'll, they should I'll... draft one, but run back. You got to run back Roethlisberger because you know what you're getting. Hundred percent, and it's a great segue this conversation into trading up for quarterbacks into our next topics, which is frankly. which is Carson Wentz, who you know is now playing for the Colts. Um, which you know, safe to say, I think everyone in the world saw this coming. It doesn't always work out that way, but most people saw this as a great fit. Carson Wentz, they gave up a lot of capital to get him and they've just walked away two years after giving him a huge contract and the Colts, 
if you don't know, Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator the year Philadelphia won the Super Bowl, the year Carson Wentz, and until his injury was on pace to, to be an MVP, depending on other things, obviously, but he was certainly in the very, very comfortable in the discussion that year before injury. Um, they reunite. I think this is a terrific move by both teams. They gave up a third round pick this year. It's a second next year, but if he starts 70, 80% of the games for two years, it turns into a first round pick. So I think if the Colts, the Colts would be pretty happy if he starts 80% of the games for them. Let's be honest, let's remember they can bench him. They, they, he has to start, not just play. So they can, if, if he's that, if he's bad enough, they can just be like, you know what, we're just going to bench him next season and they, they don't have to give up a first round pick. So it's a great move by them. The Eagles are just prepared to dump someone they've invested so much in. His last season was dreadful. Like I, I don't think the Eagles should have kept him because I didn't. The the reports coming out of both parties just being completely against each other, um, that was certainly you know massive. And him being trouble and him fighting with Doug Peterson, but the Eagles have kind of just done what the Eagles do and just fired everyone and they'll just start again. Uh, but what what's your take on him going to the Colts? I. I love it. I all of a sudden love like Carson Wentz and want nothing but success for him. I think it's good for both parties. One, the Eagles, Eagles management, teammates, by all accounts, everyone was out on him. Yeah. So they got him out. They got a, a teeny bit of draft capital back. But most importantly, they got rid of that contract. That contract was terrible for them. It was a handcuff for them, much like the Rams getting out from that, getting out from under the Jared Goff contract. Huge wins for both these franchises, getting rid of a guy who you were out on anyway. And you owed a lot of money too. So kudos to both of us being able to pull it off. And in the receiving in both accounts, and I'll just quickly do the the Rams and the Lions first. One, the Lions have the cap room to do this move. So good for them. And they get some draft capital. Flipping over the other side, the Colts didn't have to give up anything because they were taking on an unfriendly contract. Yep. And Frank Reich will obviously think he can get the Wentz he used to have. Well, what? So what? Really unless, a unless there's some sort of physical injury, which these if, and they will go, oh, he's hurt. It's a dumb move by the club. Hey, Joe Blow sitting on your couch looking at ESPN. You, you think the Colts aren't doing some some physical tests on him? It's, it's called a medical. You've got to pass, which is, I imagine it's. I've never seen it before, but I imagine it's pretty invasive into his body and his physical, like his his injuries. I think if there was any concern of that, like we've seen this so many times where you know teams give up nothing for a guy because they know this guy's injured. We're taking a huge, huge risk on this guy. But if anyone's got the knowledge of that, I, I'm I'm sorry, Jackson sitting on his couch watching TV. It, it's not you. It's the Colts and it's the Eagles. Um, I think Frank Reich will be looking at this saying, he's, he's healthy because he's past his medical. He's coming in. The problem's meant like mentally and I can fix him because... I had him playing at an MVP level and I'm sure he's sitting there going, I don't know what happened after I left. And I'm also sure before the trade happened, Frank Reich probably had a couple of phone conversations with Carson Wentz going, mate, what's going on? And he's just like, he might, who knows? He might've been like, you know what? I hate it here. I hate it. Doug Peterson treats me like shit. They benched me and I was busting my ass. My whole Since O-line was hurt. Me. Yeah, my O-line was busted up. We had so many injuries. They've got no wide receivers. Like Frank, bloody... Ward was my number one receiver. He's a CFL reject. Like, who knows? He might have been like, "Shit, Carson, you you know you sound well. like you need a you need a, you need a 
You need a divorce. This this is going to help both of you. All right, I'm in. You're going to come and work hard for me? Yes, yes, coach, I will. All right, get him over here. Hey, let's take a chance on it. You know, what? what's their option? You know, bring him back Philip Rivers? Uh, he mm. he won't be worse than what Philip Rivers was last year. And I thought Rivers was, was good last year. He'll be better than Philip Rivers was last year. The Colts are now a legitimate Super Bowl contender with the rest of that team around Carson Wentz. Well, if you just think about the O-line, he's now behind. Mate, you could just, just oh. put Quentin Nelson on the Eagles and that O-line's 15 times better. Like, so and that's not all the Eagles' fault. Like They had Brandon Brooks, who was an all-pro guard the year before, out for the season. Um, what's his name? Jason Peters injured um, for the season at left tackle. J- Johnson, who's one of the best right tackles in the league for the past four or five years. But the problem with the Eagles are they're all getting old. And this is what happens if... If you're injured, if you're injured once every now and again, you get a few injury problems. You know what? Move on. But every season they're having the same issues with this offensive line and and their defensive line and their D backs. And it's like at some point, you know, coincidence becomes you know it's actually a problem. And these guys just can't stay healthy. And you've got to get guys that can, whether they're not as good or not. You need guys to play sixteen games in particular on the offensive line. Um, I think it's a great move. And as I said to you before. I thought I hated Carson Wentz. It was like I felt about Tom Brady. I thought I hated Tom Brady. I don't. I just hate the Patriots. And when Carson Wentz left the Eagles, I was instantly like, I like Carson Wentz. I think I think he's going to be good. I do like He's red-haired. He's fun. He gets makes big plays on third down. He runs around and makes everyone miss. Like Now that it's not going to be the Cowboys twice a year, I'm kind of like, yeah, this this could be fun. So it's... I love teams that do this and we'll go on to a bit of a, just a bit of a topic I wanted to talk about. You know, we're seeing this trend now with teams that they're just happy to move away from, you know, mistake quarterbacks. Not all of them are mistakes, but they still move away. You know, you look most recently, Josh Rosen popped up as, you know, they got rid of him after a year, boarding Kyler Murray. Even as far as like, you know, the Jaguars, they're going to take, you know, um, Lawrence this year. There's teams in the past, and I'm talking, you know, years ago, that would have been like, nah, we can, Gardner Min- Minshew can be the guy. Let's, ro- let's roll with Gardner Minshew for a couple of years. Teams now are just getting more and more on the bandwagon of, like, the the, the Bucks. you know? Teams would have stayed with Jameis Winston. He, he threw 30 touchdowns. Yeah, that that, yeah and 5,000 yards. That's not, that's not bad. That was Bruce Arians going, no, we can do better. And maybe he knew it was Tom Brady, or maybe he just thought, I'll get a guy in the draft. Like, teams are just, quarterbacks are becoming, you know, they used to be up here. And you're like, nah, once you're the quarterback on a team, they're just going to ride with you. They're going to ride with the Trent Dilfers for, for decades. Like, imagine if 20 years ago, the Ravens went, nah, Trent Dilfers not that good. Let's just get someone better and just got rid of him and got a better quarterback in. They might have won three Super Bowls with that defense. You know, it's, now teams are kind of going, nah, the quarterback's just a guy. We can scheme and put players around people now that, you know, can can do it. It's not just the quarterback. It's almost becoming a bit more college-like, Rich. You know, you see with Alabama, mm. it's a, a different quarterback in the Heisman conversation every single year, yet does that quarterback ever do well in the NFL? No, because they're just dudes that they put all the talent around. And I think teams are coming, and I, I like it. I like the fact that quarterbacks just aren't held on a pedestal anymore, that they're graded the same as... Because if there was defensive ends that performed like you know, Garda Minshew, they'd be cut halfway through the season. You know, he was not a good player. They would be cut. So, it's different. Yeah, look, it certainly is. And I know you threw some shade at um, 
Alabama's quarterback. I'm telling you, he's probably going to get drafted in the first round this year. I'm telling you, he will. I, I but I'm telling that. you, like every other Alabama quarterback, and I'll, I'll get him up. There's not many that have gone on to amazing success in the NFL. Yes. No, it, it certainly hasn't been. Um, to a could. To a could. Jalen Hurts was once an Alabama quarterback, if I'm not correct. I'm not a college guru like you, Richie. Well, Mac Jones is the, the guy who, who won the national title this year. So uh, we'll see how he comes out. But gee whiz, he had some talent around him this year. I mean, well, he's going to have his three offensive linemen and two wide receivers potentially going in the top 15 picks of the draft. That's what they're looking at. And that's right what now. I was going to say. Yeah, and, and a running Najee back. Harris. Yeah, Najee Harris, a running back, um, yeah. has every chance of being taken too. But when you have, you know, um, Devonte Smith win, like your wide receiver wins the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> I mean, Things are good, and and quite frankly, his teammate Jalen Waddle will probably get drafted ahead of him. That's, That's the amazing. Speech. Unless That's Miami want to so go good. with the Alabama like friendship trail of Tua and Devonta Smith, which I hope they do. Those that'd, two, that'd be those fun. Two will be. Gone by the time Miami gets to them. I pick three. I'm telling that Miami pick three. Oh, so Houston. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of their pick at fifteen. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, so my thought was they'd get him at three, Devonta Smith, and, and pair him with Tua. That'd be fun. No, nah, nah, I'll take Jamar Chase. Yeah, he's the best receiver out of LSU. Yeah. yeah, yeah, without question, he's the um, best receiver in that club. But with, I just think, yeah, I think it's quarterback teams just seem more like you said. Carson Wentz traded away. You know, already talk about Big Ben. You know. They're, the Steelers are basically saying, we don't really want you, Ben. And you had a good year last year, but we think we can find a guy that can do what we need and not cost us that money, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to see what happens with Dak Prescott and, and that sort of thing. Like, he's going to be paid. and People can like it or not like it. It may not be the Cowboys, but if he hits free agent, he will get paid. Some team will pay him. Um, I guarantee you, I'll bet you any money you want, someone will pay him, you know, $35 million a year. He, he's going to get that money. It's just the way the market's going. The only thing that could hurt him is the is that the is the cap's going to drop and teams might not be able to afford it. But, you know, yeah. there'll be a team that, that will that will take him. Um, and, you know, it could be something like, I, I could see a world where, you know, Cleveland are sitting there with $60 million in cap and they see Dak Prescott and no one can really afford it and they go, shit, do we just, do we just sign Dak Prescott and say to Baker, hey, here's some competition? Like, you know, like I can, I can, 10 years ago, you would never see that. You'd be like, no, no, that guy's our quarterback. We don't bring in anyone that can compete with him. Now it's kind of like, hey, you know, we're going we're gonna to draft it. Like, look at the Packers. We're going to draft a first round pick quarterback this year, Aaron. Have fun. Like, it was a bad pick, but they still do it. Like, the blatant yeah. lack of respect that they've shown, it, it's different. It's changing. That, you know, it's the, the way the quarterback is worshipped when they're not the elite ones will always be and will always be worshipped but it's more the mid-tier guys teams are just I don't think we're going to have teams sitting with Andy Dalton for, for 10 years anymore they're going to be going alright Andy Dalton's middle of the pack let's see let's take a chance you know what let's draft a quarterback we're going to top we're going to top 5 pick here let's draft a quarterback like what's the worst he's the best guy on the board and he could be the generational talent we want Let's take the chance. I just I don't think these middling quarterbacks are going to sit on rosters anymore for for a long, long time. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, what we wanted to go into now, Rich, obviously just before the Super Bowl, the uh, awards were given. Um, we do pick our awards every year. I wanted to go through and just just go through them and think we actually got a fair few right this year. A lot of them yeah, went yeah. on trend with 
you know, what kind of happened. Um, I'll start with, uh, where did I want to start? Did you know that the clutch performance play of the year was the Hail Mary from, from the Hail Murray from Kyle Murray to Andre Hopkins? You know, they give an award for that. Should be given a Hopkins. <laughs> he had to do all the catching. Hey, Murray threw it up. Okay, Richard. Don't you belittle that that little guy whose head's way too big for his body. I don't care what anyone says. It's, it's unnatural. <laughs> or get a smaller helmet. Um, and Richie, to talk, speaking of helmets, if you were going to get a helmet, where would you go if you were in Australia and wanted a helmet to play football? I'd go to US Sports Gear, who in the last couple of weeks were excited to announce that yes. they will be stocking Vicus, Vicus, whatever they want to call themselves, this year. Uh, no, I think it's Vicus. Vicus. And they have uh, released the Vicus 02, the upgrade of the 01 helmet, which scored the best score Virginia Tech has ever had in their helmet ranking systems. And then two weeks later, they released the 02 Trench, specifically designed for offense and defensive <gasps> linemen. And it scored even better on that go. same ranking set. So they now have the number one and number two ranked helmets on the Virginia Tech system. Uh, pre-order information will be available towards uh, probably the middle of March with uh, the shipment of helmets because obviously they look after the NFL and college football first. Mm -hmm. uh, we hope to see them start to ship uh, to Australia in late May, early June. Perfect for all the Australian seasons that are coming up later in the year, I would think. Um, Very and exciting. If you want to know where they to go. No, no helmets are cheap. Com.au. They well, won't be cheap, but I have never... When you look... Give people some ideas. So my last helmet I wore when I was playing was the Vengeance Z10. Mm -hmm. It scored a five point something on the Virginia Tech rankings. And the lower the score, the better. Yep. So five point whatever and change. And it was the lightest helmet on the market. Yep. I just released the 02, so their newest helmet. And it scored a 0.75. Jeez. What's the F7 score that I wear? 1.75. So for safety reasons, I should definitely get a new helmet. That's what you're saying. Oh, for safety, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I need something a bit more streamlined now that I'm I'm not an offensive lineman anymore. You know, I need to be able to move a bit more when I'm sitting on the bench because I'm now useless. It is amazing how fast helmet technology is It's incredible. Moving. It's incredible. Well, it's because of the concussion that helmet, that, stuff. That's why. And that's, it's good. Yeah. It is good. I mean, that Z10 was released four years ago. Like, like it's not old, and it's certainly not bad <laughs> considering the helmet that you know I wore in my first year was a one-star helmet that would have scored about fifty on that same range. I can remember my so. my rookie year, what fourteen years ago, the helmets before air was in the helmets. The helmets were just mm. the the padding in it. And you would hit someone and f you'd just be ringing. Like, you'd be like, what am I doing? And I remember putting on a helmet with air in it for the first time and being like, it's like wearing a couch. It's like we're he <laughs> headbutting each other. Like, this is the greatest thing ever. And now you wear those helmets and you're like, this sucks. This helmet still hurts. It's The technology has gone a long way. Um, everything for US Sports Gear description, in, description, tags, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, anything you're on, it's all in there. Give them a click. Go and get your helmet, especially if you're playing in Australia. Make sure you get it done. Um, Coach of the year, though, we weren't shocked with this one. Kevin Stefanski. None of us really picked it at the start of the year, but um, it was certainly well-deserved. He's turned around a franchise that has been dreadful for a long time. 100%. We talked about it, um, I guess, as they continued to, to play well. 
11 wins for a team that, that hasn't seen double-digit wins in forever. Um, huge effort. I hope it continues for their sake, for Browns fans' sake, because um, I think I really do think he's an exceptional coach. And the only reason why you and I didn't have him is because we didn't have them with that amount of wins. I didn't I think, think they'd be that good. They, yeah. they surprised me. No, I had, I, I had him sneaking into the playoffs as a wild card. Well, I kind of yeah, predicted so. for the Cardinals what the Browns did in a way. I thought the Cardinals were going to be that team this year. That's why yeah. I went with Cliff Kingsbury. And they, they looked like it at points, but then didn't come through. But Stefanski, very well deserved. And I think I think the Browns got a good one. I think they're finally, hey, after having Hugh Jackson yeah. for three years, they, they deserve to get one eventually. Um, and good front office leadership as well. Yeah, 100%. Comeback player of the year. We don't need to go too deep into this one. It was Alex Smith. It was We've talked about him in, at length. There's documentaries on him incredible season. Do you know he didn't get unanimous? One person didn't vote for him. Who'd they vote for out of interest? I don't know. It just it just it doesn't have oh, okay. who. It just says out of... It doesn't show who. It just There was one vote that wasn't him. The rest was... Interesting. Yeah, I'd love to know what their thought... Was it just some salty asshole that was like, oh, I got hurt when I played in the NFL and no one gave me an award? That's what it would have been. Some dude like that. Um, defensive Rookie of the Year... Chase Young, defensive end out of Washington. We both predicted this at the start of the year. Um, he was outstanding. Spe- Only had seven and a half sacks, which people are going to be like, wasn't that good? His pressures were insane, and his run home was... I know they only won six games or whatever, but they made the playoffs, and his play was a big part of them winning the playoffs, getting into the playoffs. Like, Well-deserved. Special guy for a long time. Also, there's only about four rookies in the history of the NFL that have actually had double-digit sack seasons. So I can tell you two of them off the top, like three of them, I can tell you Joey Bosa's one, Sean Merriman. Remember Sean Merriman from the Chargers before he got hurt? Um, yeah, he was the best. Juicing, you mean. And Demarcus Ware. They're, they're the three. I think maybe Von Miller did too. But there's only a handful of guys who get double-digit sacks in their first season. You need yeah. double-digit sacks any time in your yeah. career. You need everything to go your way to get sacks, especially the pressures there. But I think, yeah, Chase Young, fine selection. And he's, as a Cowboy fan, that terrifies me that for years to come, we're going to play against him. He's going to be the next. He could be the next like Aaron Donald sort of guy, in my opinion. He's that good. Um, he's special. Offensive Rookie of the Year, um, honorable mention to Justin Jefferson. I think it's just so hard for a non-quarterback to win this thing. You need like Justin Jefferson literally broke every receiver record, rookie record, or he broke the yards rookie record. We remember back a few years ago when um, Zeke Elliott led the league in rushing yards in his rookie year, broke the rookie rushing record, and Dak Prescott still got the award. It's going to go any quarterback that kind of plays 16 games and performs well is going to get it. But I think it's also worth mentioning Justin Herbert broke the record for touchdown catches by a rookie this year. 31 touchdowns. He's the only rookie to ever throw 30 touchdowns. The record was held by Baker Mayfield with 27 before it was Cam Newton with 24. So 30 touchdowns in your rookie year on a team that, you know, wasn't great. And he didn't even... Yeah, and he didn't start till week three. So he missed two games. It's hard to argue. I'm bummed for... It's it's like talking about TJ Watt. I'm bummed for Justin Jefferson that he didn't get it. Again, I'm, I, I'd have the argument that Justin Herbert deserved it over anyone else purely on the history of guys who have won this award and the numbers he put up this year and how he played. He gave hope to a team that had really no hope. Like They were not a good football yep. team, bad offensive line, good good receiving core, which he took advantage of. But yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's hard to argue he deserved it. Uh, next guy, again, we went over this before. It's hard to argue. Aaron Donald. Um, sorry, TJ Watt. You know, if you'd got it, I wouldn't have argued too hard against you either. But Aaron, like, 
<laughs> 13 and a half sacks from D tackle. That's, and that's a down year in sacks. You know, 14 tackles for loss, 28 quarterback hits, four force fumbles, one fumble recovery, all that with the highest amount of triple teams. Listen to what I'm saying, Richie. The highest amount of double teams, sorry, in the history of the NFL. The highest amount of double teams in the history of the NFL we've ever seen recorded. Now, they've only been recording it for 20 years, but so what? Like, that's insane. It's ins- It was yeah. something like 73% of his snaps, he was double teamed. That's just... I'm sorry. He, it, I said, it's a short argument for me. Aaron Donald's the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, offensive player was what I like to call MVP that's not a quarterback. This um, <laughs> 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 one was pretty easy. It, uh, it went to Derrick Henry. 2,000 yards. Um... Like it, it's hard to think that a running back has a season like that and doesn't win MVP. But it's just, it's the nature of the award now, and I think this is how it'll go. I think what it'll be from now is the MVP is always going to be a quarterback, but the offensive player of the year is kind of becoming the, you know, the the, the non quarterback MVP because it it's been a wide receiver, running back, or or a running back for the past five or six years now. Um, I think last um, time it was both was. Matt Ryan, who won both awards, and everyone was like, this is stupid. Like, why? It's dumb. So I think that's what they've done now. I'm super concerned about him next year. He is way over the magic touch mark. Terry Henry. Yeah, way over it. Could he be the the anomaly? Is that the right? The anomaly of the the stat? Like, Would anyone have said um, Alexander at the Seahawks? Yeah, right. Nobody thought. He would go off the cliff. He had 30 touchdowns. He had 30 touchdowns he one year. Number. Two years later, he was out of the NFL. Larry Johnson had 1,700 yeah. yards, 1,600, 1,700, and 1,800 yards in a three-year span. It's Big contract it's basically, done. it's 325 or 350 yeah. touches or something is the magic number. And if you do it two years in a row, you're guaranteed to go off the cliff. Yeah. And if you look at his touches last year were, hang on, I've got it here, three... 22 and then this year he had 392 he nearly had 400 touches this year 392 everyone who's sitting there at home right now or wherever you are at work listening whatever listen wherever you want i don't know why i brought that up (laughs) everyone who's listening right now that's do yourself a favor google demarco murray just just have a little just look at him. You want to talk about the cliff and running into the ground? Um, one of the smartest franchise decisions the Cowboys ever made. And I loved DeMarco Murray. I loved him. But you just look, look him up. Look up Larry Johnson. Look up uh, Sean Alexander. Um, there are a few anomalies, though. Is that, am I saying that right? Anomalies? You really nailed that. Murray had 392 yeah. um, carries. Plus, I'm sure he had some. Um, he had about sixty catches as well that season. Yeah. Oh god, he had sixty. Yeah, geez, he had a lot of touches. He's a, um, he's a good player. That but year. it's you. You start pushing up to four hundred touches. Look out! That is a load on your body, no matter who you are. That is hard to maintain. I hope he does. Don't get me wrong, but well, I wouldn't be drafting him to my fantasy team next so year. They say an NFL running back with two hundred and fifty carries gets the physical trauma, right, over the space of a long time, the physical trauma that a human body receives in a fatal car crash three times. 
off 250 carries. That's the amount of... Now, obviously, that's stacked up. But I'm telling you, your body feels that. Your body still, if it's over... You know, if, if you got hit by a car like 15 times a day at 10, 10 kilometers an hour, by the end of the week or the end of the day, you're probably going, shit, I'm fucking sore. I mean, yeah, like, I tell you, if you do that once a week for three years, you're going to be real sore. That's what I would... It's just humans. You can't... We can't withstand it. And, oh, yeah, I, I hope it doesn't happen. Like you, And they have guys that it hasn't happened to. Um, LT, obviously... Continued on for a while. Adrian Peterson's a great example. He kind of still is getting it done, even though he's an old man now in running back years. But it's very rare. I hope it doesn't happen because I love watching Derrick Henry. No one that big and that strong should run the way he runs. It's it's almost... I've got this little joke that I think I've said to you before, Rich. If Derrick Henry could give me 1% of his athleticism, I'm, I could probably make the NFL. And that is not... A, that's not a brag by me. I think he could give the average footballer in the world 1% of his athleticism and they'd almost be good enough for the NFL. That's how good an athlete I think Derrick Henry is. Um, if you Look up his stats if you haven't watched a lot of Derrick Henry and just sit back and enjoy. Um, and another guy you can look up some stats of is the MVP for this year. Everyone was pretty sure it was going to happen. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I just... When they drafted Jordan Love, we... Everyone was like, oh, he's going to leave. He's going to leave. He's going to leave. He's going he's gonna to crack the shit and say, trade me, Rara. And we, I remember sitting there with you, Rich, and going, no, he's not. This is fuck you mode for Aaron Rodgers now. Aaron Rodgers isn't that sort of guy. He's not that sort of, you know, how many years have they not given him the talent he would want around him? Like, how many years Every have they year. done it for? Every year of his career, Every- pretty much. Um, and, you know, they got rid of Greg Jennings. They got rid of Randall Cobb when he wanted him. They, every year he's put up with this. And he never can crack the shits. He just... He puts it in himself and goes, all right, I'm going to perform at my best. I think it's a very it's a very admirable trait of Aaron Rodgers that I don't think, I think gets overlooked. Like some quarterback, like if you did that to Cam Newton, can you imagine the tantrum he'd be having? Like, there's there's not many guys that, that put up with that sort of stuff. Tom Brady did it for a long time because he was just that good. We now know that, you know, he put up with it with under-talented guys. There are quarterbacks who just don't put up with it. Like, you see Russell Wilson right now complaining, saying he wants protection. I agree with him. We've been shouting at the Seahawks for what it feels like a decade to get a better offensive line. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers just shuts up, goes about it, performs week in, week out, no matter who plays, who's injured, who's on the field, he just performs and he makes guys around him better. His teammates love him. He, he I just wish his team could stop fucking screwing him over because I'd just love to see... I'd love to see what he could have done at the Bucks this year. Like, it's, it's, yeah, God, who knows? But, you know what it, I mean? It's funny. The, the, their general manager, when asked about, you know, would you trade him and blah, blah, blah at the end of the year, they go, well, you don't, we're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. We're not that stupid. I'm like, well, you drafted Jordan Love. Maybe you are that fucking stupid. And AJ Dillon, when you've already got two running backs that are starting running backs. Like Aaron Jones is a great running back. And, and Williams, the backup, is a real serviceable guy too in an era when no one gives a shit about running backs. You can literally go into free agency, throw a rock and hit a guy that can get 1,000 yards for you next year. Like The Panthers yeah. are contemplating trading Christian McCaffrey away to get Deshaun Watson. Mm. I bet you Houston and are sitting that, there going, we don't fucking want him. We don't want a running back. They should do it. If, if they could get him. If, that that. Is a, if they could go, we'll give you Teddy, CMC and two first round picks and Houston are like, yeah, all right. I'd do it. Like that. I'd be like, sorry. Hey, Christian McCaffrey, you're an outstanding player, but this is fucking Deshaun Watson. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, see you later. I said, just this running back. Yeah, and 
I, I guess I kind of not knowing Aaron Rodgers, I, I felt proud of him for some reason. That's the kind of effect he has on me as a player. That's how I feel about it. It makes me really happy that he did that because the organizations are assholes to players. They, they really are. They, they treat players like shit a lot of the time. And I think Aaron Rodgers has been completely taken advantage of. And I know the Packers know what they have in Aaron Rodgers and how good he is and all that sort of stuff. But most other organizations would do everything physically possible to put all the talent around him. And let's not be honest, it's not like they're out there signing superstar defensive players left, right, and center and spending all their money in other areas. Like, you know, they signed David Bakarati, the left tackle. They let Brian Balaga, who was a great right tackle, leave in free agency. It's not like they're spending it elsewhere. It's not like they're like, oh, you know, he's got no receivers, but he's got a he's got a great offensive line they, they pay for. You know, they just let guys walk all the time. So um, the crazy thing, you know what I don't get about it? What? There's, there's no owner. Yeah. It's not your money. Yeah, like, it's, I just don't get it. It's weird. It's a weird team. They always have been. They've only just started getting kind of more active in free agency because they're realizing, you know, if we keep drafting quarterbacks in the first round to sit on the bench, we're going to have to sign some free agents. We've got to fill our roster somewhere. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. There's this great running back, Najee Harris, coming out of Alabama. Let's take him in the first this year. Or let's take a tight end <laughs> in a system think, that barely uses I them. Think Harris would be, Harris would be gone by their pick. But I can take first round pick. Yeah, it's dreadful. I, I was proud of Aaron Rodgers that he won the MVP. And we kind of all, I guess we kind of predicted it. We kind of had that sniff that oh, he's going to, I think it, went, it was going to go one way or the other. He was either going to pack it in and be like, nah, I'm not trying. Stick it up your ass. Bench me if you want. You still got to pay me. I don't care. Or he was going to go this way. And I guess we know what Aaron Rodgers, he's just an ultra competitor and he wanted to, you know, I, I watch the Pat McAfee show a lot. If people don't watch that, two's yeah, up a it's favor. Very funny. It's the second best show on YouTube behind the Vault Studio by far. And, uh, you know, not as popular, but it's second best behind behind the Vault. Um, he, had, he has Aaron Rodgers on every week with AJ Hawk and they had him on after that loss. And to his credit, he just came and said, yeah, we just got beat. doesn't matter. And he's like, what about the ref? And he's like, yeah, it happens. You know, it, it was holding. Uh, you know, if, if, I, if, if, I'd, if I'd been passing the ball there and they hadn't have called it, I would have lost my mind as well. I was disappointed they missed ones earlier, but that, that was a penalty. And said, oh, what are you going to do next year? And he's like, I don't know. You know, the world's my oyster. I could retire if I wanted to. He's just so open and honest. He's like, I don't need to worry about money. I can retire. You know, and he's like, oh, what do you think of the awards? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to win MVP. I think I put together a season that was good enough. Everyone's like, oh, how arrogant is this guy? It's like, no, he's just confident in who he is and what he is. Yeah, and he's he doesn't real. give a shit about what you think of him. He's saying, yeah, I had a fucking good year. You ask Tom Brady what he... You reckon Tom Brady going to that Super Bowl was going, I'm not good enough. Patrick Mahomes is way better. I'm 44. I've just got to try and hang in there in this game and hope my defense win it for me. No, he was walking out there going, I'm the best quarterback of all fucking time. I'm going to win my seven Super Bowl, which is more than any other club to ever play. Like, I'm going to come out and beat this kid and they're never going to mention his name next to mine ever. I guarantee you. And when if someone asked him before, he would have said, I'm better than Patrick Mahomes. I've got six Super Bowls. What's this kid got? One Super Bowl and one MVP? He's a baby. Like, I think people got to get into the mindset of what these professional football players are like. They all, like Scotty Miller, the week before, what they were talking about, Scotty Miller versus Tyreek Hill. And he's like, yeah, Tyreek Hill's fast, but I always back myself. I think I could beat him. Like, Scotty, there's no way you're beating Tyreek Hill. No one in the league is. Um, but I love it. That's their mindset, that you don't make the NFL going, yeah, this guy's better than me. You know, I'm, I'm at best a seventh-round pick, an undrafted guy that, you know, I'll, 
I'll, I'll maybe hang on a roster for two years and then fade away into the darkness and no one will ever know who I was. I'm telling you, there's no NFL players sitting there doing that because if someone interviewed them, they'd be like, this kid's a loser. This, look at this kid over here. He's half as talented, but he's a winner. Let's get him. You know, that, that's yeah. what that's the nature. But I was, I was proud of Aaron Rodgers to get around to it all, but um, he, it was very well-deserved. And man, I, just, I hope the Packers give him some sort of support next year. I, I really do. I, I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers flying with talent around him. Um, you know, problem is they never get enough good enough pick to go and get someone. But you know, I'm pretty sure they could have got Justin Jefferson last year. You can always get talented players in the first and second round, no matter where you. Absolutely. Picking, if you pick the right people. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. There's talent everywhere, and what you, you just got to take talent. You don't. We could go on about it all day. The quarterback pick in the AJ Dillon. I'll, I'll cop a second round running back if you don't take Jordan Love in the first. You get a receiver in yeah. the first, take the running back in the second and the tight end in the third. I could walk away from that going, okay, they're giving him talent. But I'm telling you, Jordan Love was inactive for half the season. He wasn't even your first round pick that didn't even, he was a healthy scratch for half the year. So you chose to have him not impact your team in any way for half a season. That's, that is about as big a waste of a pick as you'll ever find in the NFL. There were teams that had picks that came in and they're terrible football players and you're like, they start them every game and they're like, oh God, you know, this this tackle sucks. We've, we've, we've missed on this guy. He sucks. At least they got him thinking he could play. Like, at least they tried. The Packers didn't even try with this guy. They're just like, yeah, we'll see him on the bench till Rodgers has had enough of us, I guess. At 35, he's probably got six years left, you know? So, that's it for the awards, well, he, though. I don't think they got any got wrong. Sorry? They could have taken his rest of the first round picks yeah, after they took Jordan Love. Yeah, okay. Seattle took Jordan Brooks, linebacker. <sighs> not, not Ravens took Patrick Queen, linebacker. I would prefer him. Tennessee took the tackle Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia. Fun, yeah, good. So, story on him. Speculation is he's never going to play because he's that much of a dickhead. They've put him on like the non-injury, non-hurt list because he's just a knucklehead that doesn't turn up to practice and do it. <laughs> How much can you strike out? So anyway, keep going. Um, Miami took the cornerback out of Auburn. Noah, and I can't say his last name. Nick, I learned this the other day. It's like Nagim Kawai, who started, I think he started 15 games. Yes, he did. He was very um, good. Also, that was via um, Green Bay, Trading because they traded up to take love. Um, you could have had Jeff Gladney, the cornerback from TCU. He was decent. Um, he, was he at the Vikings? Was that Vikings, Gladney. Where did he go? Yeah, yeah, Vikings. Yeah. yeah, he had a really good season. Yeah. Um, or you could have had running back Clyde Edwards Hilaire out of LSU. Still would have been a crap pick. But tell me, tell me some receivers that went after that in the second round. Have you got any? Have you got, any, have you got second round receivers there? And oh, we're right off track, but I don't give a shit. This is great. I love it. All right. Well, this is what the offseason's all about, so we can just catch it up next week. Yeah. Uh, T. Higgins, wide receiver that went to the Bengals. Better than better than Jordan Love. Michael Pittman, wide receiver to the Colts. Better than Jordan Love. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars took. Oh God, I don't know how to say this. Marcus um, Chenault, Van Vance Vasquez Chenault, or whatever is that? Is that him? Junior yeah. out of Colorado. Yeah, that's, yeah, he's a better, better, better pick. KJ Hamler out of Penn State. KJ Hamler, that was to Denver, I believe. Uh, yep. Yep, better better pick. 
Chase Claypool, wide receiver out of Notre Dame. Ah, uh, yeah. Steelers. Just a much, much, much better pick. I think he's pretty sure he led the league in receiving. Oh, no, Jefferson did. He was right up there for rookie receiving yards, though. Star. Then Van Jefferson to the Rams. Still a better pick. Denzel Mims, wide receiver to the Jets. He got hurt a lot, but when he was healthy later in the year, he was much better. He was a good player. So, could have had any of those wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, we, we could go... I could talk about this for months because... The Packers shit me. Like, I couldn't honestly. They could, they could have taken um, Cole Komet, the tight end out of Notre Dame, who went to the Bears. Yeah, who didn't have a great year, he would, but still he, would have been, been yeah, better. He would have helped. Yeah. you know what? He would have been active. Yeah, that's, that's just, it's dreadful. It's dreadful. It's laughable. It's absolutely laughable. It's, it's worse than when the, the Seahawks signed... Who was the quarterback that threw like six touchdowns in the last game of the season for the Packers when they re- they rested, oh. um, they rested Rogers for Week Seventeen? I've forgotten no, his uh, name. I want it. I feel like it's Foles, but it's not. Um, he ended up going back to Green Bay. Yeah, to be a backup, and the the Seahawks gave him this monster deal, and then Pete Carroll became the head coach, and then they drafted Russell Wilson in the third, and literally by Week Three of the preseason, Carroll's like. Yeah, Russell Wilson's our starter. (laughs) It was one of the most... And everyone was like, you're an idiot. What are you talking about? You've just signed this guy who who tied the record for touchdown passes in a game. What are you doing? And then the the rest... Flynn, Matt Matt Flynn. Flynn. And then the rest of its history. Russell Wilson becomes, you know, as we know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league over the past 10 years. Um, It's, yeah. Just quickly, do you think Wilson will go this year? Because he's kicking up a bit of a shit. Or do you reckon it's all just phony but for a bit more, hey, I'm Russell? Well, I don't know if it's phony. I also think if you, if you read the comments, they look bad. Then if you actually hear them or listen yeah. to the interviews that he He does. said it as a we, I feel like, than it, more than an I. He kept saying, we need better protection. And he said, I need to do a better job too, but I also need some guys up front that can protect me. That's what he was well, saying. he's got to be one of the hardest people to block for because he often Scram. leaves the pocket when he doesn't need to. Yeah. Like he's, he, he's and he, he said that. Well. To his credit, he's. I think he's very self-aware of what he is. But what you can't say to a guy like Russell Wilson, don't leave the pocket because of how many special plays he makes. You know, you don't want to... It's like we, we, we had some training camps going on. There's a young kid who's playing quarterback for our club this year that he throws sidearm a lot. And when he gets it right, it actually... He throws the ball really nicely sidearm. And we keep saying, no, no, come on, you know, get your arm up, do it properly, the right technique. And I just keep thinking to myself, like, is that the right thing to do? What if someone had said to Patrick Mahomes when he was a kid, don't, don't throw like that. What are you doing? Would we not have this Patrick Mahomes? You know what I mean? Like, like obviously, this kid's not Patrick Mahomes. It's not, he's not going to be. But you never know. Like, if you stifle someone's natural... Like, what if someone said to Lamar Jackson, no, nah, you're a pocket quarterback. You know, what if when the Ravens drafted him, they said, we're not going to install a system that suits you. You're going to play a, like a proper quarterback in, the, in a pro system where you make your reads and you throw the ball from the pocket. What if... Like, does Lamar Jackson win an MVP? I don't know. I think teams are becoming more open to changing things for quarterbacks. So if you start to go, don't scramble, Russell, does that does that hurt him? Does that hurt him as a player? You've got, you got to do they do well. But look, Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. I don't think so. You know, he's, his base salary this year is, is next to nothing. They're only got to give him $19 million in cash. But if they cut him or trade him, the hit is $58 million. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's like not. He, he's owed. He's owed 19 this year, 24 next year, 
and 27 the year after in in cash money and his cap hit is 58 million this year 26 million next year and 13 million in the final year so he is playing for the Seahawks this year as an absolute minimum yeah I I, I think what he's saying this is the first time we've kind of seen him go yeah no that's it we're gonna find out in the next few weeks people think Watson's I don't think the Texans are gonna trade Watson I wouldn't Unless it, like unless out. he holds out, yeah. Unless he like seriously holds out, but I would wait for that moment because when he starts holding out, his value goes up more. Like <laughs> it, it, it keeps rising the longer this goes. It, Texans draft a quarterback because yeah. you know he's not happy. You're gonna have to work out. This something. is the problem with the Texans though; they don't have any fucking draft picks because they yeah, keep trading good. them all away for everyone. They're in a real hole. Well, who's the best quarterback in free agency? Oh, it's Dak. You can't get him. Um, I don't see. I don't think Dak hits for agency. I really don't. I think he gets tagged no, for a second time. Either, but right now, he's due to he become um, who the else? Best one. Is Cam, Cam Newton's a free agent? No um, thanks. I don't think there's many. Not not off the top I'd, of my I'd, head. I'd just go get a second round quarterback. Like, yeah, whatever. I'd make him hold out because unless you get a block like a deal that just you, you get like three first round picks and two seconds before the draft and you're like shit this means we can draft a f-, you know you get you get the top 3 from Miami plus a few more no, you're you like well you reckon you need two you need the, the deal so cuz the jets have got them if you're so all the if jets you would the, you do that would you would you would you trade pretty much all your capital away for Deshaun Watson if you're the jets i would uh, if i could get away with a first round this year cuz they're going to use that pick for a quarterback anyway right yep so, this year's doesn't count. That's like drafting to Sean Watson. Yeah, you trade it so, that way. Yep. If I can get away with not giving them a first round in next year, yeah. but give them the first round the year after and a second round in next year. So, if I give them my number one for 2021, 2023, mm. and a second round for 2022, yep. I would pull the trigger on that in a heartbeat if I was the Jets. And I'd throw in um, Donald. Donald for a year. Here's your bridge. Yeah, here's here's your bridge quarterback for a year if you want it. If you want to wait till the yep. and hope you get the number one pick next year and get the you know the the next Lawrence. Because what we know is people are going, oh Lawrence could be the best quarterback we've seen every year. We hear this. Him. Yeah, that's what I mean. You, you're not Lawrence. getting Lawrence anyway. But I'm saying for like the the Texans' point of view, every year this quarterback's the best quarterback we've seen in years. I can't remember the last time. Someone was like, oh, I don't know if he was as good as Andrew Luck back in 2011. Like, every year, this quarterback's the next big thing. So, there's one every year, yeah. you know. But RG3. But the thing is, yeah. this this year, if you're if you're the Jets and you do that deal and then you're the Texans, so you've got a first-round pick, you're not going to get um, – um, oh, my God, I've gone so blank. Uh, you're not getting Trevor Lawrence. No. But you do get the pick of the other four. Yeah. Which everyone likes Zach Wilson. The best, you can then go take him. Yeah. Been to the and same. you've got Darnold to have the shit kicked out of Darnold. For a year, year. yeah. I, I, and best best case scenario, Darnold comes in and he's, he's good. Like and you're like, oh, well, now we have even more capital. We can try and trade Darnold, you know? Yeah. Um, it was like when they when Drew Brees, when they drafted Philip Rivers and then Drew Brees had been kind of arming and arming, had that you know breakout year, unfortunately got hurt at the end of it. And then, you know, the rest of what is it? Miami chose to sign Dante Culpepper over him and the rest is um sorry, who was who who decided to sign Yeah, the Dolphins signed Culpepper over yeah. Drew Brees and the rest is history. Um that's one With of Nick the Nick Saban. Yeah. I'm telling you, that is 
That is the ultimate sliding doors. Sliding doors. Because if he goes, because he does, if he gets Drew Brees, he probably doesn't go back to college. Not not for a while, anyway. Yeah, and he might not have gone back to Alabama because they maybe have filled the position. And weren't weren't they crap then, Alabama? Weren't they? They weren't a great program then. Is leading in, yeah, yeah, it's it's a massive one. Um, all right, let's let's wrap it up, Rich. That was great, though. Um, thanks for being back, mate. Guys, we're we're back weekly now. Um, you'll see me and Rich. Um, the fantasy boys are having a bit of time off. Obviously, there's not a lot of fantasy stuff coming up. They'll be back just before the draft. Um, thank you to our fantastic sponsors at Burnley Brewing. Um, absolutely love your work, guys. And also Patreon. If you want to sign up to our Patreon, ten dollars a month, and you. Um, a chance to win a signed mini helmet. I meant to get it out, but there'll, there'll be pictures going up in the next few days. It's a, a, a mini Chase Winovich with a number 15 on it as well. Um, chrome Michigan Wolverines helmet. If you haven't seen a Michigan Wolverine helmet, it's a really cool looking college lid. Um, it's, it's, it's a cool lid. So you get a chance to win that. Second prize is also a box of beer um, from Burnley Brewing and a stubby holder or a beer holder or a beer koozie, whatever everyone calls it, whatever they are. Um, I will, you don't have to pick one sort. I'll put together a little like sample pack or I'll put a, you know, a different, a few of all the different ones so you can try them all out or you can just have one pack. It's up to you, but I'll, I'll be in contact with who wins that. All the links below, please sign up. Um, Richie, thanks again, mate. We will see you next week. And thanks everyone for tuning in.